Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 243 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. Still Barbara. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, I just want to make sure that you know. Okay. Yeah. Every week, I, I log in, I send the link, and I hope I get Barbara. Because <laughs> sometimes I... Do. Sometimes you get my other personality, but most of the time it's me. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say. So, big holiday week, Thanksgiving. Yay. Is the lab closed the day after? Yeah, and my happy ass is going to the Florida Keys Thanksgiving night. My sister's nephew is a pilot, is a captain, and owns his own plane. And he's flying me down there with my sister, and we're going to hang out until Sunday. And I'm so excited. That's what it's like to not have snow. You're flying in a private jet down to the Keys? Yes. Wow. What's up, fancy? Mm-hmm. Hey, it's my nephew. It's not me. Yeah, I know, he's but it helps to know good people, especially people with a plane. <laughs> I know. So there you have it. So thanks Wow. And then I'm going to the Keys. I said, see ya, boys, to my kids, and I'm going to go have a freaking blast. We're going out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm single once again, and so, you know, I kind of need to just go raise a little hell. Uh-oh, look out, Florida Keys. Yep. You might not be the same after So what's that up with weekend. you? It looks like I heard uh, possible snow. Yeah, so I don't know if you remember, last week I was about picking up leaves. Yes, you were. Yeah, and before I even finished the yard... With piles of leaves still out there, we got two inches of snow. Damn. It, yeah. It went from like 70 degrees to the low 30s, like overnight. Whew. It was terrible. I, t- I went to Buffalo last week and no snow, and Heather just sent me a picture of like five feet of snow. So I just missed it. And I would have. Oh, looked- yeah. They got pummeled out there. Big yeah. Time. Yep. I heard about that. Yeah. Lake effect or whatever. Just yeah, missed that's... it. Damn it. I would have enjoyed that, actually. It seems like the whole country, we're not, most of us, not all of us down there in Florida, but we didn't get a fall. It went from That's what like I heard. summer to winter to like yeah. in a snap. And just it's not fair. On the podcast today that said that. Yeah. Fall's wow. the best time to go for a run. Sorry about your luck, bro. Dude, I went for a run today. And when I <laughs> ran this morning, the weather app said 26 degrees, but feels like 14. Oh. It was cold. Damn. Oh, get this. I'm out for a run, and I see this huge husky dog dragging a leash. And I stop. I go over to the dog. It's a very friendly dog. I grab the leash and contact my wife, who's like all into the dog rescues and knows all the websites. And we find out that it's been reported missing a lot. Quite a few times that it's on neighborhood apps and all this kind of stuff. I took this dog a mile down the road, went to the house to return the dog. Oh, you're such a good guy. And then a mile back home. And mind you, it was... 14 degrees? 14 degrees. (laughs) You know, this podcast, we don't do a lot of public service announcements. But I got one that I think we can both agree on. If you have a dog that gets out often... Get a bigger fence. That's all I'm asking. (laughs) Damn. Good job. It felt good. But, you know, the crazy things you see when you run all the time. I know that. Yeah. 
you probably see sharks and alligators, but yeah. <laughs> What's happening this week, partner? So this week we step into the wayback machine and take everyone back to a much better time. Back in last week of October, our good friends at Whitmix put on their yearly meeting in Louisville, Kentucky called the Digital Forum. Yeah. Now, for those of you that went, you know how great it was. And for those that you that didn't go, honestly, shame on you. Yes. At least you can enjoy a little bit of the event through some of the conversations we got while Barb and I was there. It was a two-day event, and Barb, you made it for the second day. Yeah, you said you were going the second day, too, and you waltzed in on the first damn day, so stop. Well, I, I only live like two hours away, so mm-hmm. it was a lot easier for me just to shoot mm-hmm. down there. But the first day, I was there, and I had two great conversations before the evening party started. So first up is a past podcast guest, Blake Barksdale from Barksdale Dental Lab, and he's joined by the vice president of Zubular USA, Chris Wilson. Now, Chris educates all of us on all things ovens. I'm really sorry that you missed this one, Barb, because he talked about probably half the things you use on a daily basis. Pressing ovens, porcelain ovens, centering ovens, what makes a good oven good, what makes a bad oven bad. I mean, this guy gets deep. (laughs) Deep. And Blake, he chimes in as a lab owner that actually uses a lot of these Zubler ovens. I learn more about ovens in this short conversation than I have learned in all of my years. It's some really good stuff. And then I talk to two friends that share success stories of running their own labs. Sandra Ramsey started at Glidewell, moved to the East Coast, and now owns a nice specialized lab there in Louisville called Great Crown and Smiles. Bob Aluniano, which I have to say it like that because that's how he says it. Mm-hmm. Runs a three-person digital lab in upstate New York called Adirondack Dental Ceramics. Together, they talk about starting their labs, running them in today's market, and becoming friends to help clean toilets. Oh yeah, you'll hear all about it and so much more as you join us live, live from the 2022 Whitmix Digital Forum with Blake Barksdale, Chris Wilson, Sandra Ramsey, and Bob Alunano. Whitmix is thrilled to announce their most recent addition to their milling product line, introducing the DWX-53DC from DG Shape. This powerful mill satisfies your need for speed. Three reasons to consider this mill. One, it has three times the gripping power for PMMA. Two, it mills 30% faster. And three, The integrated webcam allows you to monitor a milling project from anywhere on any device. Head over to tinyurl.com slash Mill. That's the word tiny, the letters U-R-L, dot com forward slash Whitmix, R-O-L-A-N-D, mill. Or head over to this episode's show notes for a link. And as always, we appreciate your support of the podcast, Whitmix. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. 
<laughs> I would be out of work. Well, I got some friends that want to do it, and we're going to call ourselves the Bench Warmers. The Bench Warmers? Yes, because we're all second-generation uh, lab owners. So you're going to start a dental laboratory podcast. We're thinking about it. We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, Blake, you don't tell somebody that. <laughs> I'm going to come and wreck your business. <laughs> you make money off this? It's been known to happen. <laughs> <laughs> From time to time, yeah. Are you recording? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is the good stuff right here. Yeah. Uh, he's got you now, Blake. <laughs> yeah. You, you either have to not do it, or you better do it now. Everyone's waiting for it. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. all right. Trey Ford, Kayla Nakanishi, Thomas Blanchett, let's go. All right. Blake Barksdale joining us with Chris Wilson from Zubler at the Whitmix Digital Forum here in Louisville. What's up, guys? I can never say it, so I just make fun of it. Well, I mean, I got a little southern in me, but I still can't say that. Yeah, Louisville. So. Louisville. I Louisville. thought it was Louisville. 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 <laughs> so, Blake, we've had you on before. Yes, sir. Great conversation with your mom, Chris Wilson. Never been on. Yeah, what's your story? Background in ovens. Ovens is my thing. So, you your pizza ovens. ovens you started with? or Well, started actually in the engineering department at Intratech. And uh, Whitmix bought Intratech. I moved to Whitmix. I wrote the service manuals. Oh. Trained technicians on how to repair the ovens. You wrote service manuals for ovens. Are you that much fun at a party? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's, uh, let's get drinks later and, and discuss thermocouples. <laughs> yeah. And dissimilar metals and how it affects people. Oh. Yeah, right. That's a little too much for me. I asked him one question about centering ovens, and he just went into this tirade for about an hour and a half to tell me that, is your stuff okay? Yeah. Well, then why are you even talking to me? (laughs) (laughs) What what was it you said earlier? It's been known to happen. Yeah. Yeah, So what's your role with Zubler now? Well, all of us do pretty much everything at that okay. company. Yeah. I mean, I work a lot in marketing, sales, support, yeah. you name it. We, yeah. we all pretty much do everything to support the company. I helped start the company. Oh, did you really? Back in 2010. Yeah, it was me and Kurt, and that was it. Where does the name come from? Kurt Zubler. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah. So how come it's not Wilson? Because um, I didn't own the company. Oh, yeah. yeah. And. You know, who wants a, a company named after a bunch of uh, sports equipment? Yeah, I was going to say the volleyball. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brian Parker owns it now. So Brian Parker owns it. Mm-hmm. Where is it based out of? Uh, Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. My office in Dallas. But So uh, you're out of Dallas. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have two offices, one in Atlanta and one in Dallas. Nice. And Blake, how much Zubler do you have at? I have four of their ovens, a lot of their zirconia, a bunch of their hand pieces. Uh, I use the 144 investment. Uh, I use a lot. I buy a lot of stuff from them. You still make investment? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, pressing ceramics. Yeah. Oh, okay. That kind of investment. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of suction out there as well. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of central suction, single suction, all kinds of. Sucking all over the place. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, for our 97 people in the lab, we have three of Zubler central suctions covering the entire laboratory. Three for 97 people? Yes. Wow. That's a lot of suck. <laughs> That's a lot of suck. That's a good job. <laughs> yeah, you change filters how much on those? Once every two years? Uh, well, we, we have people change out the filters once a week just to keep them in rotation. And they, uh, I mean, they clean them out because well, we you have clean out the washables. You clean out the buckets, yeah. not the filters. Yeah, no, no. The filters are once every two years. Yeah. Really? Replace the filters? 
Well, to put it in perspective, so we're going through 132 impressions to like 200 impressions every. I say 132 because that was what was in a couple of days ago. 132 exactly impressions. Yeah, but yeah. that that's just traditional impressions. Yeah. So all that model work is being trimmed, everything. So it's all going into this one FZ20 Zubler central suction unit. So I have to have a guy go out there and dump the bucket like three times a day. Or it'll fill up, and then all that stuff will just get up in the suction. That unit. means they're pouring too much if they're trimming that much away. Uh, it's just a little bulk trimming. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Die trimming, all of it. So, but they're they're great machines. So you mentioned ovens. What makes a Zubler oven a Zubler oven? That's a good question. I mean, when I talk about the Zubler Vario ceramic ovens, now yep. they have ceramic ovens, pressing ovens, and centering ovens. Okay. But Zubler USA also supports Mimvote ovens. We have two lines of ovens. Both are made in Germany. Yep. Zubler's ceramic ovens are incredible for their design and the way they, not just their design, but the way they fire ceramic and handle ceramic, um, and zirconia specifically in that, you know, one thing I asked Kurt for when I came to this company was a new oven, and he asked me why, and I said, because nobody has homogenous heat across the tray. They all say they do, but they don't. They don't? No. There can be as much as a 28-degree difference from center to outside. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Celsius. And so that was one thing they worked on. And with the Vario 200, uh, the generation before we have now, they achieved it. And there's a very, very small change at the very edge, very, very edge of the uh, honeycomb tray. But it doesn't matter where you put work in this oven, and that's the main thing. You can put it anywhere. It fires exactly the same. Are you saying Um, other ovens, people just get to the habit of, I need to put this crown in this location within this oven? Yes, always. And that's one thing I noticed when I was at Whipmix during my tenure was that they always put work right in the middle of the tray. I dare you to walk into a lab behind a technician, look at where they're putting their work, and then ask them, why are you putting it right there? And they'll tell you, because it always fires good right there. And they just ignore the rest of it? Yes. And they get really paranoid when they're firing an arch because they try to put it in the kind of the heat zone where it's all kind of in the same. You don't have to worry about that. I had no idea. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that with the sub. Well, how did you accomplish that? The heating elements and how it worked? He changed the complete design of the chamber. You know, they were really revolutionary when they changed the design of the pressing oven chamber. And I told them, I said, it's a great design because you increase the height of the elements. Mm -hmm. You know, normally they had five layers of of elements. This had seven. You know, his his pressing oven had seven. So he covered the whole ring from top to bottom and made sure that it got even heat all the way up and down. I said, do that with your ceramic oven. Change the design because you have, you know, a great opportunity here to be unique and, and have, you know, an incredible ceramic oven. It's, it's a completely different chamber design. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And the centering oven? What's... The centering oven's it's a great oven. It's a well-built, high-quality oven. Yeah. I would say some of the great things about it, I don't see as many labs going through, say, uh, or as many trays going out for this oven. I don't go through 100%. elements with this oven. The, the thermocouple is of a, a type that's above the normal grade of thermocouple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't replace parts on these ovens hardly. I mean, they just, they last forever. Now, the only limitation I think that that we've been yelling at Zubler about for for that centering oven 
is the size of the tray. It's 100 millimeters in diameter. Whereas we sell a ton of meme vote uh, centering ovens, and those meme vote centering ovens have a 120 millimeter diameter tray. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and that allows people to put in a lot of full arches. Now we have a product called Center Granulate that we put in the trays, which allows you to center a full arch without a support structure. On top of that, with our new zirconia, you can center a full arch without a support structure in under four hours. What? Yeah. That's without that big hunk of zirconia people yeah. leave in the inner arch. So you could yeah. conceivably fill up three trays of arches, right, and center them in five hours. It's not just a fast fire. Because it's the zirconia. It's the oven. It's the center granulate. It's the process. you got to use all this together. And, you, have, and yeah. you actually have to read the instructions and what? pay attention. Shut yes. up. No, Nobody wants to read, read the instructions. No, we've done a couple. Really? Yes. In four hours? Yep. And it doesn't come out pearly, chalky? Nope. Any? No, it's got great no that was one thing we were it. very serious about when we started developing the zirconia was we wanted to make sure that it looked good. It didn't look like junk. Yeah. Because everybody always bragged, oh, you can speed center our zirconia. You can do a 90-minute, you know, single Yeah, but it'll look like it. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> and this doesn't. In fact, we're working on another zirconia right now. It's a multi-layer, but we're moving back the release date because there's one shade that's killing us right now. A2. It's not the quality it of the zirconia. It's, it's the shade. <laughs> They're trying to get it just right. Yeah. And, and that's why we're waiting. We don't want it to look bad. It looks great. You can center this zirconia that we have at our booth over here that fast, and it looks the same as if you centered it in 14 to 16 hours. So can you center single units in less time? Well, you can center single units in the same time. Yeah. You could conceivably center them faster, given the thermal conductivity of the you know, zirconia and the sure. mass and so forth. Yeah, you could. We don't prescribe those parameters. We've done it, yes, but we don't prescribe those parameters because that's really not what that zirconia is meant for. Right. But if you need something in four hours, you can. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How often I, are you fast firing these, Blake? So, are you talking about the full arch? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we're doing just a few right now. So, uh, but it's picking back up. Something that's different about what we do is we wet mill, so we have a separate set of instructions that we need from him. So right now, what we're having to do is well, we put it in the uh, convection oven for about two fifty for yeah. an hour and a half. Right. So when you're wet milling, if you're not dialing in absolutely everything that you need to as far as drying is concerned you're going to come out with weird shades you're going to come out with micro fractures you're going to come out with a lot of things wet milling is really good for big labs like mine because you have less dust because we have a lot more mills but and and it's it's a little bit faster but you just you really have to dial in this part of the process sure well, it's, it's detrimental to the, the elements. Yeah. And that's that's the problem. To put moisture in there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. it attacks the surface of the elements. Moisture. So needless to say, we regenerate our elements just a little bit more than other people do. Right. <laughs> so the oven. Yeah. Is it just a regular store-bought it, oven? It's a cruising art convection oven. Nice. <laughs> yeah, just to dry before he centers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's an hour and a half to dry it? Yeah, just for a full arch. When I do regular crowns, it's like 15, 30 minutes, depending on the size, yeah. Does it change the shade? If you have a bunch of moisture in there, just just like if you're dipping, you're going to change things. Yeah. So how is that different from wet to dipping? Do you still have to dry it? So they still have to dry that, absolutely, yeah. They have to dry that, and they have to dry it. Just as, should dry it just as much. They don't always, yeah, but they should. That moisture or in those 
acids and those, you know, which will attack the surface of a molybdenum silicide element and oxidize the surface more quickly. Yeah. So the more moisture you introduce, yeah. the faster it'll oxidize, given the same cycle and the same test. So if you're going up faster, though, if you're speed centering, for instance, you're not going to oxidize the element as quickly because you're going up past the oxidation point, which is about 600 Celsius. Am I understanding you're going to evaporate that water before it has time to affect it? Is uh, that what you mean? No, not really. Okay. It... The, the way this is a really long go no, for it man. no 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 i'm not, <laughs> not going to started <laughs> ultimately the more moisture you have the more chance you have for oxidation makes the sense yeah. okay now the problem is a lot of people don't run regeneration programs their elements oxidize yep releases molybdenum into the chamber or the impurities in the element yeah discolors or makes it look like you're under firing because it just turns the work opaque. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's that's the big problem that a lot of labs run into, especially if they're wet milling. Yep. They run into it more. If you run it, if you're adding more moisture, you're running into the problem more often. So you just have to maintain your ovens. Sure. A little bit better, and that's that's the main crux of it. What about if a lab's just like in a basement and there's a lot of humidity? Does that affect it? Or yeah, is it, sure. But oh, yeah. It doesn't just affect that if you're in a basement. You know, um, and it's cold. Okay, it's 60 degrees in your basement, yeah. 65. That's going to affect the way your oven fires also. Really? Well, it affects investment, different humidities all over the I country. I knew that, yeah. yeah. yeah well, even altitude and stuff. The cool temperature will actually change the temperature inside your chamber. How do you calibrate one of your ovens? It's not necessary to calibrate one. And this is this is another discussion we need to have maybe one day. This is another one of his things. Oh man! Because I'll tell you, at the lab I used to be at, we used to calibrate these little lightsaber-looking things. Yeah, from Prairie Ceramics, the PCR rings. Yeah, then yeah. you would fire it, measure it, and you'd be like, "Is it oh, this one is, degree?" <laughs> yeah, this is my thing. I, I think Willie Geller had it right, and maybe a few other people had it right that I've talked to over the years. But it's ultimately. A calibration, if you ask me what a calibration is, it's a 15-page document that goes back to an international standard with a very strict regimen of how you calibrate an oven. Okay. okay yep. That's not what you do in a lab. No. You offset the temperature. Sure, the, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But the problem comes in where you're using an empirical calibration, and you're looking at, say, silver wire, or you're looking at a thermocouple, or you're looking at something else to tell you this oven's accurate. When... After you're done with that empirical calibration, you may still have issues. And the reason being is because when a lot of companies develop ceramic, they don't go through this kind of unknown process, you think, to come up with these temperatures. They send them to a ceramist to fire them repeatedly to run tests over and over in one oven or this oven or that oven to develop the temperatures a lot of the times. And what you find is... Uh, it's going to work very well in that oven. But not every oven. Not every oven, because right. not every oven fires the same, has the same curve. Exactly. Okay, and not only that, a lot of these tests aren't always run in the United States on 115. So even though you're looking at one oven and, I don't know, it, it's a it's a four-second hold and a three-minute raise and a all that, it's different from oven to oven? It's different from oven to oven. I mean, But a temperature the, is a temperature. No, it's not. Shut up. No, because you you're looking at <laughs> you're looking at a, a conversion of an, a reading from a, a thermocouple voltage output, okay? 
and, and that's telling you what the temperature is. An empirical calibration gives you a, an adjustment for that, okay? Yeah. It says, okay, this is what it should be. But your eye is telling you something different, okay? And you're looking at the ceramic, and you're going, this doesn't look right. Um, I think I need to calibrate my oven, okay? Well, you can go calibrate your oven if you want. You can spend 20 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever on a calibration kit, or you can turn the temperature up 10 degrees, or you can learn... I turn the temperature up 10 degrees, it gives me a glossier look. Yeah. I increase my vacuum, it gives me more translucence. I decrease the temperature, it gives me a more matte finish. I do this. I do. Yeah. You learn how to use your tool. Right. You don't have to calibrate to an empirical. You inca- calibrate to yourself. Interesting. Yeah, ceramists are notorious for this, too. Messing with the... Absolutely. Uh, every one of my girls in my porcelain room, they all have a different way they do it. And I'm all getting the same result out of each one of them, but they just have a different way they use See, their See, that's ovens. interesting. And you, they probably all have the same oven, too. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, you know, from, from oven to oven, the same brand, you're going to be more similar, sure. obviously. Yeah. Different brands are going to be more dissimilar. Yep. Obviously. So how is your oven... You don't need to calibrate it just because you're going to... Well, I, you can, we can calibrate the oven. We don't have a user calibration capability. Yep. We have an offset that you can enter, and yeah. I believe that's better. Really? Yeah. I mean, why would you want to use an empirical calibration anyway? Because someone told me to, man. Exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> someone told me to buy these little lightsaber look Well, things. you know, we don't have an alarm that goes off in our oven that says you need to calibrate it either. No, you just all of a sudden realize that you're not matching shades. And well, well, shade is subjective. Yeah. 100%. Sure. So you looking at that zirconia, every time it comes out of there, you know exactly what's going on. You need to know right there if you're going to turn it up 10 degrees or down 10 degrees. But when you have a bunch of Dakima users using your oven, yeah, and you have you know a lot of high-end ceramics using your oven, you know that it must be a pretty Something's good oven. working. Yeah. 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 I mean... I think it's better in a lot of respects just because of its design. But I know the quality of the componentry that goes into the oven, the sure. type of thermocouple, you know, the grade of thermocouple, the, yeah. the wire, the design. You know, I know how it's made. It's, it's good. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. How often, Blake, do you change your temperatures in your ovens? Not very often, and it kind of it just depends on, well, it depends on how many units we're using. At the time, so we have two of their the Minvo ovens that we put ninety units in. Ninety? Yes. Yeah, you can put as many as ninety units in the. And then we thing. have two wow. that we put sixty in, and both of those have a different set of temperatures. Like the ones that I put ninety in, they're about twenty degrees lower than the actual uh, temperature that they say for that type of zirconia. Yeah. And then the ones that are you only put sixty in, they're pretty much right at it. Why do you do 90 and 60? Just because I'm getting the same uh, shade value with that temperature out of that oven that, that I am with the one with like the other. Like you tried to put 90 in the 60 and it didn't work? Oh, no, you don't put – okay, so no. <laughs> I'm not going to put – you can put two trays yeah. in the smaller Minvo. Oh, the what ovens it? are different the, sizes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Sorry, I think I, I missed that And the bigger that one that you put 90 in actually has six elements in it, and the smaller one has uh, four elements. Okay. So it's different. Yeah, so. one holds two tray, one holds three. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So each nice. tray you want to put generally around 30 units on. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Well, they're bigger trays. Yeah. So will we ever have an oven that does all three, just one oven where we could center? Yeah, they're pre- out there. Yeah, are yeah, they? But why? 
Are they really out there? I thought I was making a joke. No, the capabilities, uh, it's it's available. The problem is, is while you're centering and you want to ceram something, you can't do it because you're too busy centering. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. Yeah. yeah. I thought I was making a joke. I didn't know they really existed. No, <laughs> we, we even thought about it, actually. We approached um, both Zubler and Mimboat about it, but we ultimately it's more expensive to make that oven. Yeah. So that oven's more expensive, and by the time you get there, it's a couple of grand away from having two ovens. It's like a wet and dry mill. Why, why would yeah. you buy one that does both? Egg. There you go. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, <sighs> people argue against that. They say, <laughs> oh, we had them. They're terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I mean, I love nightmares in my lab for some reason. <laughs> going from dry to wet's not that big of a deal, but wet to dry? It's terrible. Exactly. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Same kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. you know, why, why introduce contaminants that you don't need in a centering oven sure. right. from a ceramic oven? And vice versa. Wow. That's hilarious. I didn't know they existed. Yeah. Well, thanks for teaching us a little bit about ovens. Well, I, I hope I <laughs> taught you something. A little I, bit. I learned a lot. Did I you? had no idea. This is some great stuff. When I saw you talking to him, I was like, I could pitch in on this. I use a lot of their stuff. Yeah. No, this is the good real use side of it. You know, I could have vendors on this podcast all day long shooting lies after lies but sure. to have someone sit here that actually uses it yeah that's sitting there nodding the whole time i, I tend to believe it awesome gentlemen thank you so much absolutely thank Appreciate you it. good All thanks right. thanks for having us so <laughs> since you fly an airplane i gotta you gotta do the airplane talk gotta do the airplane talk. yeah you know 10 forward lingo sure new york center this is a five six four nine uniform uh, base to final for runway two two is cleared Nice. Awesome. I love it. Yes. I love it. You got the language. You know, if you tell me you fly a plane and put these headsets on, you got to do the language. I, I got to do, I gotta do yeah. it. Huh? I got to do it. <laughs> yeah, just after that, I crash. <laughs> <laughs> well, remind me never to get on a plane with you. Exactly. So here we are, Whitmix Digital Forum 2022. I am with, I don't know your last name. Sandra, Sandra Ramsey. From Great Crowns and Smile Lab. And we got Bob Giuliano. Giuliano from the same lab. Kind of. Kind of. You knew? <laughs> you <laughs> <get> there? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. I come down and I help Sandra when she needs help. Okay. Like she, need, she needed her bathrooms cleaned, so I came down and helped her. Well, yeah. bathroom, the trash, and the trash came out. I am, like, the best at that. Are so you really? I left my lab, my very successful lab, to come down and help her clean her bathroom. <laughs> was that always your dream? It was. That's Yeah. yeah you know, I... I I'm just, I've, I've got a successful lab, but what I really want to do is be a janitor. Yeah. You know? You love it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we have lost this conversation already. <laughs> well, so, Sandra, yes. I know you because uh, with my time with Preet, I used to come and visit you whenever I was in the area. Excellent. Yes. I yes. Preet, Preet has you. the prettiest women working for them. Preet does? Yes. Yes. I, I will met, tell them. I met a Preet. Lady up in uh, where was it? Oh, at the New York at the New York show, and really? she was not only helpful, she was just I couldn't leave the booth. That's why I was hired because of my looks. <laughs> yeah, honestly. yeah, I can yeah. see that. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. I'm, I'm right up there with them. <laughs> and let me tell you, the day you came to the lab for the first time, guy, my digital, you know, tech support, yeah. he came in to my office. He said, Sandra, you just miss Elvis. And I was Elvis. 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 Elvis has <laughs> Elvis Elvis left the building. Elvis has just left. No way. I said, Elvis? Are you talking Elvis? 
depressed. Like, yeah. I, I said, no, like, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> and so I had to say it was the first yep. person that yep. I know that was you. And I really was from Parade then, and I was just... That's right. The first time I stopped by, you weren't there. Yes, I, I wasn't that. there. But yeah. it was neat to know that you, that Parade was present and it occurs yeah. for that company as much as when I started my lab, the presence and, and the support from Anne Steinbeck and Alan, when yeah. I visited them, I felt like a welcome, like it's a family uh, run, and I feel part of that. So, Sandra, okay, tell me your story. How did you end up owning a lab? Well, I started many years ago at, in California. I was very fortunate to get the job at Glidewell. Sure. I started my career there as a dental technician in biotems. Biotems. No, biotems. I wasn't. I, I was. I'm they wouldn't even to, let you do the finals. I will. I was in. <laughs> I was applying for ceramics, but I had to say that it was something about Glywell that got me interested, and it was the culture and the growth. I saw growth and prosperity, mm-hmm. even though I didn't care about their position then. I take care about the future. So I wasn't, I was looking in the long term. So uh, through the years, I become the Watson, the ceramics, the CDT, and then I was fortunate to help other technicians to, to fine tune the skills. So I was very grateful from that. I met my husband. And, at uh, Glidewell? At Glidewell. He was an Air Force trained um, technician and he had the dental materials specialization and all of that and I want to do my CDT so he was my really mentor and get me to the Is next that how you level. Guys fell in love? He was tutoring you about yeah, it was tutoring stuff. me, yes. Yeah, it was good. Story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, I wasn't too happy that I was just falling in love. Let me show you how to wax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely never was like that, but it was like definitely he was a uh, he was the one providing the, the frameworks. I was the ceramics. So yeah. he always looked for me for feedback. So yep. that's how it started, to yeah, be honest. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Now, to make the story short, we got married, and he being from New England, and we wanted to create a family, we went, we moved to uh, New Hampshire and opened a lot. So, California, and I went, then went to New Hampshire. And then we moved to New Hampshire. That's for quite a uh, culture sh- difference. For yeah. myself, <laughs> yes, because it was like, okay, I'm going to leave my comfort zone. Of Glidewell. Of Glidewell yeah. and my team and my family to go and, and go to something new. And that has, I had to say that that had helped me to, gave me the strength to build and open my new sure. lab. So you, you and your husband opened up a lab together in New, new Hampshire, Hampshire. Yes. Just Crown and Bridge? Crown and Bridge, implants, yep. and uh, that was our specialty. Okay. And did pretty well. I was very fortunate to work for some of the prosthodontists back there. And it was a different experience for me. I was able to take pictures. I was more involved with the communication with the doctor because it was more than one-on-one. Yep. In Glywell, it was more of the customer service, and, the, and I had to go through technical advisors in order to communicate with the dentist. So I didn't have that in New Hampshire, but I learned how to do it. Yeah, that's how you learn it. Yes. Do it. And the opportunity came to help a company to build a 
lab, getting started. So I worked with them, get them started, and then uh, my contract was over. Uh-huh. And, and then I have a choice to make, and I decided to stay here. And then uh, based on my experience, uh, I figured, you know, I had to do it. What happened to the lab in New Hampshire? Well, I had to close it after my husband passed away. Oh, okay. So after it, so I, I couldn't stay in, in New Hampshire anymore. It was I understand too yeah. too much for me to handle the weather and the loss, and I figured I had to start new. So I stayed in Kentucky, and it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Really? Yes, because you love it here. In I love it here. It was unexpected. It wasn't in my plan, to be honest, but I went with the flow. And I said, you don't fight your destiny. Just Make the it. best you can out of it. Regardless of your loss and pains that you may have, it's not how deep is the pain and the losses. It's how good you came back yeah. after. And that's how I started my life. I, said I, had to, I had to get up and find the reason. And that's why my lab becomes, for every tear that I have from the past, I said, I'm going to converted in a smile and my goal is you know my mission is to help dentists create great crowns and smiles for the patients and my goal before I retire is to create one million smiles. A million? One million smiles. What's your, where were you at now? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Fifteen. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Bob. Well, it's a good thing you're in your 20s. you got plenty exactly. of time. Exactly. Yeah. I still have a long time to go. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So that's how Great Crowns and Smiles and the Lab that's came. That's great. It was, uh, yes. So when you started and opened it, was it just you? It was just me. Out of your house? No. I actually decided to get my retirement, my savings, whatever I have, and I say, I'm going to do the digital and the analog, and I'm going to, you know, just go do it. You went all in. I went all in. You cashed in all your retirement and everything? Yes, mostly, yes. And then I say, okay, I cannot let my parents be disappointed and and nothing like that. And I say, I, I'm going to get up, make the best I, I wow. can. And that's how I started. And how many years ago was this? Five years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. I and again with Miss I has I had to tell you, with Miss help me through those difficult times. Yeah. Without even knowing what I was going through. Yeah. So they say, Oh, this is a young lady who wants to open the lab. Let's help her. That was Aunt. Time back. Yeah. Yes. And, and what they do? Just give you some stone or something? No, or nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. However, it was just the support and just that smile that somebody supported you. So, Brandon Smith, who just started his work with Whitmex, and also his wife, Nikki, was looking for a job. Oh, and yes. I know a, them. Yes. And, and she kind of knew about me. And, and she interviewed with me. And I was like, in, like, really? I mean, I have no clients. I have nothing, no equipment in there. But she said, no, I believe in you. Wow. And, and then and she definitely had great offers from other well-established labs. Sure. And, and, and um, she decided to wait for me a couple months until like we were ready. So the first day we got 
Fun Lab, and I got to sign the contract and all that in, in December. The first day we opened, it was on January the 2nd. And Nikki walks in, and we all what she saw, an empty space with two big boxes in the middle of the She was freaking out and said, my God, look at what I got into. So she was testing her husband. And he said, what am I getting to? And I said, Nikki, I'm down. All the stuff is in the other room. You <laughs> had to bring them out and, and, and start putting set it all up. to set yeah. it up. And she just relieved. <laughs> and, she, and, and we did it. Through the whole end of the day, we were just, I hired other people to help yeah. us move in. The staff from the other, uh, the other unit that I rented while the real unit was being wow, yeah. uh, conditioning for the lab. Wow. So anyway, so that was the start of... GCS That's awesome. Lab. Yes, it was. It's rewarding. It was beautiful. Yeah. It started. It was overwhelming, but that was a lot for me to get up and say, "Yes, I'm going to do it." That's awesome. I was yes. And you um, got the cleanest toilets in the in every. And now I have I have people yeah. from New York coming <laughs> all the way just to do the work. So seriously, Bob, really? What do you, did you really sell your lab? And no, no. Okay, no, so no, what's no. your story? What's my story? Other than janitorial work. No, I have a dental lab in upstate New York, okay. which is five hours north of New York City. So I'm, I'm not a New Yorker, sure. per se. I'm, I'm more of a Canadian than a New Yorker. Yeah, but everyone not from New York thinks you're a they New think, Yorker. Yeah, they yeah. say, well, how can you put up with all those people? I'm going, well, I live in the mountains. My nearest neighbor's <laughs> five miles away. You know? Yes. Yeah. So, so how did you end up owning a lab? Where'd you oh, my in? God. And I, I knew you were going to ask me that. That's that's a, a, a funny story. Uh I had been uh, I had been going to college, and I was six years into college with degrees uh, in chemistry, mm-hmm. biology, psychology, oh. and I was a registered All medical and I was a registered medical technologist. The guys that spin blood in the hospitals, yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I was always teaching skiing up in the Northeast. And I says, "Geez, I want to go to Colorado, and I want to I want to teach skiing, and I'll get a job in the hospital mm-hmm. spinning blood just to you yeah. know." So. Uh, when I say I was going to go to Colorado, I was just going to pack some bags, get on a plane, and when I got off the plane, I was going to figure out what I was going to do next. It was one of those things. And I had a, a friend who was a dentist north of me uh, in Ticonderoga. I said, hey, Bob, I just lost my dental technician. He says, come and work with me for four months. He says, I'll pay you, and at the end of the four months, I'll give you an extra 1000 bucks, and I'll get your airline ticket to Colorado. And I said, sure. What yeah. the hell is a dental technician? Yeah, how long <laughs> did this last? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's funny because they say in life, everybody is good at something. It's just a matter of figuring out what it is. Sure. Well, my life has been, if I fall into a big pot of doo-doo, I'll come up smelling like a rose. And it was the same way with this. So I started doing it, and my God, I loved it. Uh, I, I started teaching myself how to pour models and then do castings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there for three years, and he closed his business up, and I moved south into the Lake George area, which is where I live now. And uh, a couple guys hired me. Uh, they were doctors. And I had a little lab. I was making their crowns. And they yeah. allowed me to teach myself how to do porcelain. So they bought me everything I needed, and I taught myself how to do all this. You, you know, taught I, yourself all of it. Everything. I just wow. pick up books and read it. And yeah, uh, YouTube wasn't a thing. I no, 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 yeah. no, no. Absolutely. They didn't even have calculators. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my slide ruler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, I, I worked with them for a couple of years, and people were starting to send me work, you know, and they allowed me to do that, but it was, it was a mistake for them to allow that because people really liked what I was doing. So I, sh- I had to move out, 
So I moved out and started, I, I built a laboratory. And one of the guys got really, really upset to me. To this day, yeah. he won't talk to me. And the other guy kind of supported me, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, within two years, I outgrew that laboratory. So I was looking for another lab, and those two guys had broken up. And he said, uh, the guy that had supported me said, hey, look. He says, I'm, I'm building this big building. He says, I've got the hole downstairs. I'll give it to you if you move your lab into my building. He says, give me floor plans. I'll have everything built for you, and I'll give you the space. Wow. For 10 years. So, again, you know, the vat of dew and, yeah, you know, so, like roses. Uh, here I am 35 years later still in the same building with an amazing business. Just an really? amazing business. Yes. It's a small lab, three people. Uh, early, early on in the, when we went to digital, because it was a very, as most lab guys know, it was a very artsy-fartsy business, you know, and then it sure. went digital. I was really interested in it. And I talked to a lot of my peers, and when I say peers, I'm talking about guys that have 30, 40, 50-man labs, you know, and here I am with a three-man lab. Yep. And I, I said to them, I think I'm going to try this digital stuff. And they're going, yeah, Bob, you're going you're gonna to lose everything if you do that. They said, you know, we're going to 100-man lab. We won't even make that move. And I'm going, you know what? Uh, I, I think you guys are wrong. And I made the move. I did it through uh, CAP, uh, mm -hmm. and they helped me along. Sure. And... Uh, I was actually in LMT as the smallest lab ever to go digital. What, really? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and nice. it's been, it was funny because when I started to go digital, uh, when I started to do uh, zirconia, a lot of the doctors weren't sure of it. So they order a metal ceramic crown and I throw in a porcelain, uh, a, a zirconia, uh, zirconia yeah. crown and I say, you've got to send one of them back to me. I don't care which one it is. And within... Six months, everybody had switched over to zirconia, really? and I was charging more for zirconia than I was for, you know, I have a for real BFMs. Oh, I have a real niche business. You know, I'll I'll get over two hundred dollars for a, a monolithic zirconia. To this oh, you're one day. of those guys. Yeah, yes. to yeah. this day. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you're a doctor trying to come into my lab, I'd probably say no. I, I'm not going to take any more. You know, yeah. we do really really well. But go, going back, my my true love was to be a janitor. So I met Sandra <laughs> at one of the meetings, and she says, you know, my bathrooms need to be cleaned. Yeah. So here I am <laughs> in, in good old Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> you came all the way down here? Yeah, yeah. And I, I like to help Sandra anytime I can, and she helps me quite a bit. So we're, we're good lab partners. But all partners. joking aside, you seriously came down to help in her lab? No. 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 You just I came <laughs> down for the meeting. I came down no. for the <laughs> Okay. I just... <laughs> <laughs> that one out. So, so to add my story, uh, when um, in September, after you know the same year, my husband passed away, and my contract was over with Glywall. So I decide I went to um, Lab Day, Atlantic East, City, Atlantic, Atlantic City, City yeah. right? Yeah. And it's how I met Bob. And then he she said, I got no, no <laughs> clue about uh, how we're going to get started, but I think it's something that I need to do. I, I, felt, I felt the need. So he said, well, come to my lab and let's see. You, you know, let me walk through, through this process yeah. and see if that's something that you want to do. So I went to, um, to his lab, and then I worked with his team. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, I want to do that. So I spent a couple of days in his lab, and then I flew back to Louisville, and I said, yes, when I came to, uh, to witness, I said, I want this, 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 and that. Yes. So I set up everything, and then every once in a while, I would call 
up and ask him, hey, have you had this issue with certain materials or for advice? And he yeah. will respond to me. And like, I mean, you very worldly call me, but I, it's yeah, me I the know. one that, that I actually call yeah. Hey, can you see he this problem yeah. with the, yeah. can you see this smoky color <laughs> with this material? He say, yes, I had that before. The guy said, hey, hey, Bob, Sandra's calling in. Do you want me to pick it up? I'm going, ah, we, we, we didn't pick it up last time. We got to do it this time. You know? <laughs> and I keep on promising her I'm going to come down and see her lab, and I never do. And finally, I'm going, uh, I Wind just, mix. you know, th- that was the thing was uh, I've used Zahn and Shine for years who I got to tell you right up front, I, I really don't like. They're just too big. I, I'm yeah. all about small and yeah. in-house and everything like Absolutely. that. And then I, I use Ivoclar for a lot of stuff, which they're a pretty good company. Yep. And then I, I bought a, uh, a new Asika printer, one of the big printers, and I really liked what Whitmix, the way Whitmix treated me, the, you know, just everything about him. It was professional, but it had a... It had a small family feel. Family feel, and, I get it. and yeah. I'm going okay. I like this company, and I think I probably anything I buy for the lab now will be through Whitmix. And uh, Sandra says, "Hey, Whitmix is doing a thing." And then Lee Cope was down here talking. Who I've I've been through LVI with Lee Cope. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I've got my master's technician down there with with Lee years and years ago, probably 25 years ago. I'm going, geez, this is perfect. You know, Lee's there. I'll finally get up to see Sandra, so she doesn't call me so much anymore. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you know, I'll kill two birds with one yeah, stone. There you go. And I'm having a great time. I really am. And now nice. I'm on a podcast, which will make me famous forever. There you go. <laughs> you won't be able to go out to eat after this. I know. I know. Though it's yeah. a terrible life. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. did I tell you I was shy? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah, when, you op- when you're opening lines, cleaning toilets, we yeah, know yeah. You're, you're an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, well, my, so that's my story. Thank thanks you. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, cool. It was oh, a great little story. I love yeah. it. Your success is awesome. Because I know you. you're killing it every time I go in she there. She is. She's got busy. amazing business. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank good, you. Good thank people, you. and that's huge. Oh, yes. And I have a great team. Um, we're so lucky. And I was just talking to Bob. He said, you know, if you put it in a plan to crystallize it, which that's the way that's supposed to be, it would be almost like a dream come true. Yeah. Well, I didn't have it that plan that well. But however, the people who have been with me, through these years are amazing. Yeah. From Nikki to, uh, and now I got Guy and three people who wants to become a dentist. So they are working with me and they wanted to learn the, the, the dental designs and they want to know all about digital and they're doing amazing work. And they say, Sandra, we're going to do great when we get to uh, to the university. We will be helping more people. And that's my goal. But you're going to lose three good technicians. That's true. But... I think I that did my part. In. That's my my. She's yeah, always well, got a they janitor. say that. They say that to me. <laughs> but I say, I know that they are very dedicated. I know that they will get in because they are dedicated. Do you People remind them of the school debt like every morning? And be like, no, hey, no, really, it's free, no, it's free, really. it's free. But I say it's always another option. It's always <laughs> another option. And but I wanted yeah. to give them to trust them and take it from there. Oh, I wish every dentist would. Yes. Spend a few, yes. A few months in the lab just to get a better. Oh, they and they would be horrified. Yes, they would. They yes. would be horrified, and they would probably pay more. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if you Absolutely. if you ask, they. You know, let, let's. I want to touch on that yeah, really, go. really quick. Yeah, I love it. Uh, you know, uh, when when I started working, I I uh, I got really busy real fast, 
And I said, oh, I can't do this. So I have to, I have to shed some of these accounts. So I'm going to double my prices. And I figured I'd lose half of them. Well, not only did I not lose half, but when I doubled my prices, everybody was clamoring to come in. in. You just doubled. I just doubled it. It's not that I was any better uh, or did, you know, I consider myself an okay technician. Uh, I don't consider myself the best in the world, but what I am is consistent. You sure. know, if you're well, that's if you're a mediocre con- if you're a mediocre technician, you can be. If you're mediocre all the time, you'll have a successful business. Yeah, you absolutely. can't be high and low. You know. Yeah, yeah. So where was I going with this? You doubled your price. Oh, so I doubled my price, thinking I was going to lose everybody, yeah. and I actually gained more work came in. So I, I was forced to go out and get some help is and train them that way. Is it because? Dentists see that high price. Well, it must be good. That's <laughs> Americans think that if you pay more money for something, then it's going to be good. And then you got to look. Every time there's a problem in the industry, let's say China comes in and they're flooding the market with cheap crowns, yeah. we'll figure out a way around it because that's an opportunity. When you see something negative in the industry, it's an opportunity. So as that opportunity, I says, well, I can make this work for me. How about if I turn everything around in 24 hours, which I do. I have a 24-hour turnaround time in my business. And when do you sleep? I don't I don't work very hard. You just got to be smart, you know? Well, and you I do can, two crowns a day, that's pretty easy. We're do, we're doing <laughs> we're doing 20 units a day, three of us. Really? That's pretty good. Yeah. That and, is good. And, in 24 hours. Yeah, in 24 hours and we're only working to 50 to 60% capacity. Wow. We really are. But I keep on thinking about going out on the road and going in the labs and teach them how to do this because it's not very hard to do. I think it's harder to keep a crown in the lab. When a crown stays in the lab too long, it gets lost, it gets pushed aside, and that's why it takes three to four weeks because, you know, it takes time to find it and stuff. You get it in, you get it designed, you send it to the mill, and you get it out the next morning. But do you it's think so you can take labs that have 15 to 20 technicians and have them do that much volume in 24 hours? Or yes, you think, yeah. and even what's, more and more. What's and the more? difference if you do, if you do say, uh, I don't know, pick a number, a hundred thousand crowns a year, whether you turn them out in three weeks or one day, it's still a hundred thousand crowns. Yeah, you know, you just got to be smarter about it. And if you, for for every hour that that crown sits in the lab, it's an hour that it's not being worked on. Oh yeah, just run it through. I got guys that come in to design. He goes right to the Again, three of us in there. Goes right to the mill. Uh, comes out the next morning. I'm in there. I only work three and a half, four days a week. I've only ever worked three and a half, four days a week. I don't kill myself. I make sure my, my help is treated right, paid right. Yeah. And uh, I get what I want for, for price. That's awesome. You know? If I doubled my prices today, I wouldn't lose a single doctor. Do you think you could double again? I think I can, yeah. So why don't you? Uh, I, I'm... Yeah, I'm pretty wealthy, and, 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 and you don't and, want to beat that tax bracket. And the the industry has been good to me. My, uh, my all my, you know, most labs have a revolving door where they come in and go out. Yeah. Well, the only time a doctor leaves my lab is if he retires or if he dies, and that's mm. it. That's all. Wow. But they they come in and they stay. So these people are my friends. You know, and sure. I talk to them like my friends. Everybody's on a first name basis. You know, we'll play volleyball together. We'll go skiing together. Uh, so, no, I'm not. Go- I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I. Why? Money's not important. It's your quality of life. 
and uh, just everything it brings. I you know, you. how much yeah. money does one person yeah. need? You know? It becomes sick at one point. Yeah, correct. You know? Sandra, how you do twenty-four hour crowns? I can definitely. She, she could definitely. Absolutely. I can. I she have could. done it. I have done it. It's no. I don't have the same system yet because now you have to know how many years he has been in his business. I am only been in my business for five years. Yeah, she's still learning. So, and I still teaching young technicians the process. Sure. So I cannot move too fast with them. Yeah. I move very diligently, many hours. But yes, I we have done it, and they can and they have seen it. Now we're working a lot on quality and learning and, and making sure that they are consistency yeah. in our products, like Bob says. And then, um, yeah. yeah, but it's done There's in too 24 many, hours. Too many Less labs today that hours. are living in the old technique world. Six days. Six yeah. days in lab for a crown. S- six days is a fast turnaround for most labs. It's like three three weeks because oh. that's what they've always done all their life. So they mm-hmm. think they need to de- do it digitally. Guess what? You know? Digital dentistry is fast. Yeah. It's it's you know you just have to monitor things and make things make sure things run smooth. Every single step in the lab counts. If you move from one room to the other, you better be doing something or bringing something with you. Yeah, I get you. You know everything's got to move. Everything's got to be smooth, and it's not hard to do. Yeah, it's not hard to do. So that's that's our story. And Sandra's right behind me. She's going to be my. She's going to be my crazy competition here pretty Uh-oh. soon. Yeah. <laughs> you can't on it. Yeah. Can't on it. Yeah. But it's true. You know, what makes him very successful is that he has systems. Yeah. And it's communication as well. Oh, that's and key. Yeah. Trust, sure. He trusts his team. So if you don't trust your team and you don't have communication and it's not transparency, the cans are not moving. I don't trust them that much. My bathroom's not as clean as yours. <laughs> okay, I know. Whatever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> but it's, but the truth is that yes, you have to you have to have a team that you trust and they trust you. Yeah. You have to have some systems, and you have to have that inspiration and energy to make it happen. And that challenge It's a challenge. It I, is a I, they challenge. love the my team loves the challenge. Yes, we can do it. Like today, they're running the business, and they're doing a good job. How many times have you checked on them today? Only once. Only once? Just to tell them, hey, we got a new doctor. Who is going to go pick up the case? He's doing some numbers That's true. over there. You knew that. I knew that. You, I knew you that. saw that. You saw that. <laughs> That's they a good reason to contact, though. Yeah, they say, hey, there's a doctor who just contacted me. He wants uh, someone to pick up the case. Oh, I don't say who, but you guys yeah. figured it out. <laughs> and 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 she did say that. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. impressed. And then on yeah. Monday, the doctor's gonna call you. Why is this case still sitting here? <laughs> no, actually, they they picked it up. Yeah, they picked it up. It's in the process. So nice. I'm happy. I'm very proud of my team, and I've been very lucky. I think that's what I'm saying. Don't fight your future. Just go with that and yeah. do the best. And I'm super thrilled. That's awesome. I'm super thrilled. I think Louisville has some beautiful things. That I didn't expect it or put it in my bucket list. Yeah. Congratulations to Thank both you. of you. Thanks. Thank well you. Well deserved. Thank Life you. is Thank good. Life is good. I can't wait for Monday to get back to work. Yeah. I really That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Elvis, for having us. That's yeah, an, that absolutely. was a treat. That was a treat. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. 
know, Barb, the holidays are just around the corner. I know, Elvis, don't remind me. We've got gifts, vacation, celebration, food, and God, it gets so expensive. Heck yeah, it's expensive extremely in this economy. Have you ever thought about turning in your alloy scrap from the lab? Well, I'll be. Uh, who has scrap anymore? Everything is mostly zirconia these days, right? True. But just look on how high the price of precious metals are. Oh, yeah. Record highs. Off the charts. Of course, you are using less precious metals these days. But if you turn in half of what you sent in five years ago, you will get more now than you got five years ago. Half. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can, actually. That's amazing. Of course, this is all if you use a trusted reputable refining company. Well, I can say this, and I know this for sure. The only company I know that has been tested, trusted, and reputable for over a hundred years, a hundred years, is Colzer. They burn, melt, and assay all under one roof in their state-of-the-art refining facility in Wartburg, Tennessee. You know, they've actually doubled their production capacity to ensure that you get your payout within two weeks. That's quick. That's plenty of time to have your money before the holidays. I've got a question, though. How much of the value will we get? Well, the most of any company. Think about it. Their reimbursement to you is everything. Everything that you turn in, all they take is a 10% refining fee. Wow. There are zero additional fees. Colzer Refining will also send you a free container to ship it in, a prepaid fully insured UPS label, everything you need to get started. Just head over to mydental360.com forward slash refining or call our good friend, the director of precious metal refining, Tony Cercelli at... 914-906-1843. Well, I can tell you this. As soon as we're done, I'm going to ask somebody to collect all the vacuum bags, floor sweeps, miscasts, and spills from all over the lab so that we can get the best scrap return in the industry with Colzer Refining. Well, just because I know that you listen to the podcast, all you got to do is mention or note Voices from the Bench when you're turning in your scrap and Colzer Refining will add an additional 5% wow. That's a lot. to your value. Isn't that huge? Yeah. Just think of the gifts you could buy and send to us at the podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> and we appreciate your support of the podcast, Colzer Refining, that is always tested, trusted, and honest. A super big thanks to Blake, Chris, Sandra, and Bob for joining Elvis without me at the Whitmix Digital Forum. I really am sorry I got duped and I couldn't get there on the first day because it was really great conversations. And before you ask, Elvis, yes, ceramists do know a favorite spot of in the oven where we know that the crowns will come out in the shade that we want. It's called the sweet spot, if you really want to know. There's several of them. For you, is it in the center? Yeah. Do you think it's always in the center? Or do you think it could be off slightly to the right? Oh, I think if it's off calibration, you'll know it and then you move. I, I just recalibrate. I mean, a lot of people don't calibrate anymore, but calibrating is super important. It keeps your temp the same. But yeah, there are hot spots and sweet spots all over. The hot pocket warms the same no matter where you put it in the microwave. <laughs> and congratulations to Sandra and Bob for both being brave enough to set out on your own and follow your dreams to own your own laboratory. 
I tell you, it's hard work, but it's even harder work if your goal is a million smiles, which is super awesome. So thanks again, you guys. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you. We will talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good one. Bye. Sort of. This is what I think you said. Looking for the best career in dentistry? Meet the dental laboratory technician. You know that crazy cousin of yours that smells bad that has never seen a dentist? Here's your chance to play a significant role in fixing up their jacked up teeth. Dental laboratory technicians combine magic and miracles to help the elderly look young again. As a dental laboratory technician, you will become the unthanked member of the dental healthcare team. Working longer hours than the others, you will mill replacements for natural teeth. In a commercial dental lab, working off a hard-to-read and hard-to-understand prescription of a licensed dentist. You'll wonder why dentistry is a $110 billion industry and why labs can only get $99 a cram. You can get started with no experience. Heck, half the process is just showing up on your first day. Training is getting thrown on the bench and learning how to survive under a mountain of case pans. You can also advance your opportunities in the lab by watching random YouTube videos and hoping to find out why your three shape is not working properly. Give up finding the right work-life balance and never see your friends again. And just be happy you made it through another day. Learn more at the Voices from the Bench podcast, where we only make fun of our industry because we love our industry. That's VoicesFromTheBench.com.